Hello, everyone. My name is Rochelle Innocent, and I'm the founder and CEO of Project Purpose. Welcome to our channel. Our community is focused on fostering the intellectual and character development in children. We do this through our parent-child workshops that are focused on four themes, autonomy, self-efficacy, compassion, and self-concept, in order to cultivate grit, perseverance, and resilience in each child. At Project Purpose, our overarching mandate is to renew and rebuild family, community, and relationships. Our different social media platforms provide us with an opportunity to have discussions on all topics that relate to family, community, and relationships with ourselves as well as with others, with a primary focus on mental health and education. More precisely, the ways that the institutions of mental health and education play a role and have played a role in our societies at large. These discussions and debates provide us with an opportunity to think critically about what needs to change within these structures for us to live up to our bold slogan, support, protect, and empower each child through youth-focused development, better known as leadership in juvenescence. We recognize that in valuing our children's leadership potential, this also translates as recreating and co-creating environments, both socially and politically, that will enable our children to thrive. For those of you who are particularly keen on the topic, we also write thought pieces every other Sunday, and we have one schedule to drop this upcoming Sunday. So definitely be sure to meander over to the website and check out our online content. If it is the case that you are looking for a listening alternative, well, we're available on 10 different podcast platforms for your listening leisure, and we've provided you with access in the links down below. Now, as is the convention, be sure to subscribe, hit that post notification bell so that you are aware of every time we post. And of course, if you like our conversations and you want to keep them going, like, comment, and share this segment. Let's get into it. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another segment here on Project Purpose. For those of you who are new, we cover topics that relate to mental health, mental wellness, and education on a week-by-week -week basis. And this week, our topic of discussion is education. Now, on the topic of education, we're going to talk about how we unintentionally educate our children to be risk adverse. And I think that this is really problematic, especially given the fact that risks associated with doing something new, you know, being entrepreneurial, as we talked about in our first video today, like that can involve a lot of courage and really just having a higher threshold for risk than the majority of us currently do. And I believe that a lot of that has less to do with nature and more to do with nurture. As an example, if you do have a bold and adventure child, a lot of the time you're telling them all of the bad things that will happen if they pursue their whims and curiosities. You know, don't do that, you're gonna break your neck or don't go there, you know, and you just talk about the risks, like the ill effects of daring and being brave and being curious. And you know, even some of the idioms that we have, like curiosity kills the cat. There are so many different things that we incorporate in our language on a day-to-day -day that discourages any sort of risk appetite while we're young. And I think that this is problematic because it teaches us we are conditioned to play it safe and there is risk there is inherent risk in playing it safe so I'm here to talk about how we can just be a little bit more balanced in the messaging that we offer to our children and even to ourselves in terms of how we talk to ourselves about risk and how we think about well what is the risk appetite that this current climate 
calls for? And I think that that's a really important question because sometimes we think to ourselves, well, what is my risk appetite and how can I create an environment around myself that allows me to stay in comfort with my risk appetite? I think that as the landscape changes, we need to adjust our risk appetite with the times, right? I don't think that there is a steady state. I don't think we really have the luxury to have our appetite for risk stay constant in our lives, especially if we have like a fairly low appetite for risk. I mean, there's risks in every aspect of life, right? There's risks in leaving your house and getting out of bed and going into relationships, starting new relationships and having a career venture, having a new, like there is risk in just about everything. And some of us are caught in the emotional response to risk and we can't navigate sort of cerebrally through risk while you know mastering and managing the emotions that coincide with it and I'm here to talk about like why it's a necessary skill set to really hone in on how we navigate and reposition ourselves in the face of risk and kind of do so with a clear head and with focus and clarity as opposed to feeling stuck or feeling as though we are in a fight or flight freeze state in response to risk so how do we really deconstruct and disengage the fear response that many of us have like we have visceral fear responses to risk so that we can navigate and manage with a clear head and we can be intelligent and cerebral about the way that we navigate what is currently becoming increasingly risky climate and environments that we're in and this is to do with our career choices this is to do with our life choices there's risk inherent in everything and it's important that we make the best decisions for ourselves and the best way to do that is to keep our emotions in check respect them but like like where they should be and then be able to think our way through like how do we navigate this the best possible way with all of the information I know and also being cognizant of all of the information that I really don't have in hand. So that's the conversation that we're going to broach today and I'm talking about it by way of education because I do think that a lot of the risk adversity that we have, like a lot of the ways that we we try to shy away from risk is really to do with a lot of the dialogue and a lot of the narratives that we heard growing up. And we need to change the narrative so that we're all better equipped to navigate, again, this new normal. And the new normal is high risk, right? So the new normal is volatile, it's uncertain, it's complex, it's ambiguous. And that is all very risky. And it's important that we don't freeze, flee, or just go into fight mode it's important that from volatility we cultivate vision from uncertainty we cultivate understanding from complexity we build clarity and from ambiguity we cultivate agility and the best way to do that is to really be able to hone in on our current state by way of how we're being triggered by the risk inherent in the different alternative routes that we could possibly take and then how we can master our response, our emotional response to risk in order to navigate and to choose a route that is the best fit for us regardless of the amount of risk inherent in that route. So that's really the focus of this conversation today to talk about sort of the business case for why it's important that when it is the case that we're experiencing like a visceral or fairly strong emotional response to risk, why it's important to calm down and to push past that emotional response to recognize, hey, like even if this scares me, it is to my best interest to push forward. Even if pushing forward has a high, you know, probability for failure, maybe like how do I navigate around the failure to mitigate sort of the impact of that failure so I can keep pushing 
pushing forward because success is often on the other side of risky ventures and all of us need to have a higher appetite since most of what is available, especially now, I mean, not a lot of safety and security there, right? There's gonna be a certain degree of risk involved and it's important that we're not feeling paralyzed and incapable of pushing forward in the face of risk. So in other words, it's not enough to just stop, drop and roll. And all of us know like, you know, if there's an emergency, you stop, drop and roll. Sometimes you need to get up, assess the situation, navigate with care. And we're gonna talk about like what that looks like. Like if it is the case that you're like, okay, like I can't just be in this fear response. I can't just like be frozen in time. I need to push forward. I need to figure out a way to support myself in this situation. Here are my three tips or just principles to keep in mind that will help you do just that. The first one is to recognize how you relate and how you value your emotions. And I believe our emotions are incredibly valuable in check. It's important that our emotions don't rule over us. I love my emotions, but I have very powerful emotions. And I've talked about this in a few videos, like it took a while for me to cultivate self-mastery. And I don't put value judgments on emotions. Like I think every emotion is so important and holds so much information about the way that I need to navigate in the world around me. But my emotions are in check. My emotions are not going to rule over me. They're not going to drive my decision-making forward. And I think that that's very important to, to reconcile to recognize that you can have an emotional response respect the emotional response keep it in mind but don't let yourself get ruled by your emotional responses like recognize sort of their ranking by way of how you make decisions moving forward if you're making a decision because you're afraid it might not be the best decision for you right it might be the best decision you know fear is important information but it might not be and that's really important it's important to be able to level set to be able to ground yourself and to move forward with a clear your head and I think that the best way to do that is to know to learn how to master your emotions and how to keep them in check and value them for the information they give you but again do not let them rule over you. My next tip is clarity and competency and I think this is so important in a world where perfectionism rules the day a lot of us build a false sense of confidence that really doesn't build from competence. And I think that that is so dangerous. I would much rather follow someone who can be very transparent and honest about where their competency starts and ends as opposed to having like this confidence rooted in thin air, right? And we've all been there, like hot air confidence is very dangerous. But I think that if you don't know what you're doing and you're happy to let people know and even to like have that conversation with, your, with yourself, I don't know what I'm doing, you're going to approach that situation with a lot more care and caution than if you're lying to yourself and telling yourself you know what you're doing. And I think sometimes we think we know what we're doing. So it's not that we're lying to ourselves or others, like we think we know what we're doing. But if we take a moment to be like, okay, well, what's informing this sense of confidence that I have the competency to move forward with such boldness and I think that when we break it down we can get a real sense to like what our skills actually lend to that specific situation and what they don't and then navigate with care and navigating with care just means like the steps that I take recognizing that there's a lot of information that I don't know are going to be so much more different than the steps that I take thinking that I know everything like I could fall into a lot more pitfalls having a false sense of confidence drive me forward and I remember there is this leadership sort of challenge it was a bit of a thought experiment about what you do if you're sort of stranded out at sea that I had done in my MBA and I am always someone who's believed that if I was in like a survivor type situation that I would thrive like I would be so nimble and so able to like figure out a way to survive off the land or survive with like whatever meager resources were available and so with this challenge what happens was 
because, you know, the thought experiment is the, pl the plane blew up and you're out at sea and you only have like these few pieces of like equipment and resources and you have to rank them in terms of how important they are in like helping you survive. And I remember like I confidently, boldly like put all of my steps in place, like felt so good about my decisions only to realize like I had one of the lowest scores, right? Like if someone was stranded at sea with me, I would have confidently led us all to our premature death. Like we would have died prematurely because I was so confident that the way that I ranked the items was just, I guess, like my intuition, my misinformed intuition as to what would be important and what state of mind I would be in. Like I would just be ready to go. It's like I wouldn't be traumatized and stunned in days. I wouldn't have all these emotions playing in with my judgment. Like there's so many things that we forget we need to keep in mind when we're in sort of a situation that is do or die. And that was a very significant revelation for me because now I recognize that sometimes to have clarity and competency, I need to take a couple steps back and assess like what is informing my confidence about my ability to go and move forward. This wasn't the first and I'm sure it's not going to be the last time that I, I push forward thinking that I like was competent to blaze the path in front of me. And I found out like in trajectory, like I really had no idea what I was doing and I was kind of, you know, sort of fight or flighting my way through it. And it was way more chaotic than it needed to be if I was just clear on my competency. So that's so important. It's important to recognize like when you don't know what you don't know and like you would take much more conservative, much more cautious steps with that frame of mind than when you think you know what's going on and what you're doing. And like I have done so many things feeling so confident, informing my sense of confidence by like maybe something I saw on TV or informing my sense of confidence just based on information that really had nothing to do with the task that was in front of me. And I'm happy I'm still here. I'm still in one piece, but like I've definitely, I definitely could have avoided a lot of really sticky situations if I just took the initial step of getting clear on my competency in that specific arena instead of learning everything in hindsight. I think we learn a lot in hindsight, but like learning in hindsight involves like a lot of healing and a lot of bruises. So it's important to use foresight and to think ahead and think about all the different things that we need to think about when we're thinking ahead as much as we use hindsight. And so the last tip, and I kind of touched on this tip in my second tip, is caution is your ally. And I think that we can be bold and cautious. I don't think caution and being bold are mutually exclusive. And in fact, I think that to be bold sometimes involves cautious steps into the unknown, right? Not just like blazing a path in the unknown with a false sense of confidence and then you trip and stumble into, you know, a premature demise. Like that is not boldness. Boldness is decisive. Boldness is eyes wide open. Open, boldness is stepping into the unknown even if those are baby steps just recognizing that caution is always your ally it's better to move carefully than to make these leaps and strides that are ill-advised and that are also ill-informed so I do believe that boldness just involves having the courage to move on and to move forward and to move into the unknown and to try to tackle an objective or a goal that really means a lot to you like even starting is very bold but boldness is not like a stature it's not a stance it's not about being loud and being obnoxious and being arrogant is about pushing forward and still being cerebral, still being intelligent, still asking critical questions. And I think sometimes we think bold and we think like, the, you know, this really arrogant, obnoxious character who is super confident and is like, you know, cutting trees and blazing a path out of nothing. And I think boldness can be like small incremental steps into the unknown, assessing your situation the entire way through. And I think caution is really, I think even for me, cause I am someone like I'm comfortable with risk, but I'm very cautious, right? Like as I'm pushing forward, like I'm assessing and reassessing and evaluating and also getting honest with myself about, hey, 
I am in too deep here and I have had many experiences, especially because sometimes I'm not clear on my competency and I think sometimes even different situations make it hard to get clear on what skills are actually useful and what aren't. And I'll take bold steps onward and then because I use caution, because I'm assessing and evaluating and reassessing and reevaluating, I'm like, hey, wait, I'm in too deep or I'm in over my head or I need to take a pause. I need to reflect, I need to reposition, I need to repivot and all of that involves being bold. Like knowing when you need to like take a step back and think before you take another step forward, it's still very bold, right? But I think caution is everyone's ally when you're dealing with the unknown taking careful steps, being very cerebral, listening to your emotions, paying attention to the interaction that you're having with your environment. All of that is so crucial and so important when we are cultivating a threshold for risk, when we're managing our emotional responses to risk, when we're taking bold steps into the unknown, trying to build a life or meaning or trying to push forward in a direction that we know is gonna serve us best on, you know, in the long run. But I do think this is really, really important. And I think that when we think about how we expand our threshold for risk and educate on how to have a healthy appetite for risk and how to inform that healthy appetite with different aptitudes, with different skills and with different competencies. We need to just get clear on the messaging so that we're not having all these children or all these people sort of step into the unknown with the wrong toolkit and then getting really burned as a byproduct of that. So I thought I'd come on here and talk a little bit about that, talk about, you know, just brush on my experience by way of how we deal with the unknown and how we manage our emotions in the unknown because, you know, you're going to have a lot of, you know, anxiety, right? Like there's nothing really clear. There's nothing really sure, but it's important to manage that down to keep it in check so that you can keep navigating and accomplish the things that you're hoping to accomplish and also deal with the resistance of that learning curve along the way. In any case, that was the point of our conversation today. I really think that it's important. I think a lot of us allow our emotional responses to uncertainty to really rule the way that we move forward beyond that response. And I think that it's important to respect that emotional response, take the information that is carried in that emotional response and the way that we plan our steps forward. We shouldn't let our emotions curtail the trajectories that we know are for us despite the risk and despite some of the dangers ahead. Just recognizing that we're gonna learn along the way. We can seize the day carpe diem, but we can do so if we take care, if we're cautious, and you know, if we take all of that information into consideration as we take each important and bold step onward. So that is the topic for today. Now, before letting you go, I would be remiss if I didn't let you know that we will be going live at least twice a month every month for the foreseeable future on our Facebook page. So definitely be sure to join in on our live events. Now these events are paid events so if you do see yourself participating in our community on an ongoing basis then I suggest that you purchase one of our package plans be part of the game changer community. Now these package plans give you unlimited access to our live events and we have a calendar of all of the topics that we will be covering so check that out on our website and it will also give you access to our workshops and webinars over and above those live events. So definitely be sure to check that out. I look forward to chatting with you, seeing you build into the community that we're creating here. And I look forward to speaking and seeing and engaging with you very, very soon. Definitely subscribe to all of our social media platforms and I'll see you next time.